All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans sponsored by Lion Bolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature titan for today, I'm so excited, absolutely honored and thrilled to have Felix Hung on the show from Huntington Beach, California. Felix, it's an honor and a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time. Greg, thanks for having me. I, I know you've had a lot of great speakers on here, so hopefully that I can deliver and, and provide some value to the audience today. Gosh, I have no doubt in my mind, my friend, and I know that there's so much anticipation for this episode, so I just want to dive in, series of questions, really get to know you deeper as a man, as a professional. So Felix, let's just start with the first question going into telling everybody just a little bit about yourself. So I live in, uh, actually, I live in Costa Mesa, California, which is a neighboring city to Huntington Beach, okay. but Huntington Beach is, is basically what I call my hometown in Southern California. That's where I moved to 10 years ago, wow. but I'm originally from Fairfax, Virginia. Okay. So I was born and raised in the DC metro area and uh, spent most of my life there. I then went into the US military. And then after coming out of the military, I, I went back to school hmm. and I dropped out of school for real estate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> kind of going into the progression. And, and again, um, you know, there's so many interesting factors of stories, what brings every Titan into the business and that sort of thing. I do want to rewind just a second. So um, thank you so much for your service, by the way, uh, joining the military. It, it's a very important thing, you know, obviously for our country. Um, so what got you into that? Why go down the military road? And then what got you into real estate afterwards? What was kind of that, that story looking like? I think I wanted more structure and discipline. Okay. So I actually signed up when I was a junior in high school at 17 years old. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I left when everyone else in my senior class was partying in Cancun. I was uh, on my way to boot camp. Unbelievable. Okay. So, and, and again, going to the structure and the mindset, I mean, it takes a, a very specific professional and a, and a mind to kind of go through that training and, and obviously go through. So, um, through your military process and then exiting to civilian life, what was that like? And then again, why real estate afterwards? It was a really tough transition. I think you okay. were programmed to be a certain way in the military. I remember even my first couple of years of real estate, hmm. I was uh, marching in my head when I was walking and showing houses, you know, because wow. you, you're, you're trained to march everywhere you go and, hmm. And you've got that left, right, left, right going on in your head. And, and I, I, it literally took me three years to get rid of that uh, from my head, not, not to walk in sort of a cadence going on in my head. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. unbelievable. And, and again, I, th I think the mindset and the structure is, is valuable. And again, you know, transferring that into, you know, civilian life and especially into business, the regimentation into that and really focusing on the details. Um, I absolutely love that. Um, so when you were talking about that process of even just kind of going back to civilian life and, and, and getting back to those, those fundamentals, I suppose, what inspired you to get into real estate, Felix? I mean, there's so many different paths you could have taken. And, and, you know, so what was that like for you? I honestly read a book. I mean, I, the book was called how to, how to make $10 million in 10 years in real estate. It, it wow. wasn't a residential sales book. It was an invest, investing book okay. to invest in real estate. Hmm. I read the book and I remember there was a chapter about uh, sort of speeding up your success process. And it, it, it recommended that you get a job in the industry. Okay. Huh. And then it, it, it. 
Well, well, I recommended a, a salary job. So I, I looked into a lot of different salary positions. I applied to be uh, a new home sales consultant in mm -hmm. the DC area. There's a lot of new homes going up in, in uh, 2004. Mm -hmm. And uh, they denied me. They said no sales experience. Uh, and basically they told me I was too young, but they, mm -hmm. they of course couldn't legally tell me that, but they basically told me that. Wow. Unbelievable. And, and, and again, so not letting it uh, stop the process and going through, I mean, your career has, has been, you know, impactful in the community. And, um, you know, I know that you have a huge level of humility before we went on the, on the call. And I mean, it's, you're, you're very well known and respected into the real estate world, you know, Felix. And, and I definitely want to give a, a shout out to lab code agents because we're, we're mutual moderators uh, for that wonderful group and community and, and uh, just what a, what an establishment and, and an honor for, to be a part of that. So um, obviously, you know, there, there's some positivity into that, that mindset and book there, Felix. But um, so from the beginning of your career to where you are to now, what was it like for you going through and, and changes and things along those lines? You know, I, I think I had a lot of excitement going into this business. And I think that that definitely motivated me to overcome all of the obstacles and challenges I faced. Mm. I, I got in this business at 22 years old and I looked like maybe 15 years old. You know, I had, I had clients ask me if I could legally drive a car. <laughs> and, you know, at the time in Virginia, I was 16 years old to drive a car. So they, they didn't even think I looked 16 years old to be able to wow. operate a vehicle. Mm. But, um, we definitely, I felt some uh, age discrimination. I, sure. I definitely felt um, that the, when the door shut with the, with the new home sales consultant role, I, I was, uh, it, it hurt. It, mm. it devastated me for, for a week, but then a week later I decided to sign up for real estate classes and, and just get my license and just go the commission only route. Wow. Wow. And again, I think that mindset is just continually to move forward. And, um, you know, obviously you wouldn't be the man you are today without going through that and then continually growing and changing through the industry. So um, I know you have an extensive background into when it comes down to marketing and social media and really growing and scaling your business through real estate. So we'll dive a little bit into that. Um, but I want to go into a separate question. And this is to dive a little bit deeper into you, Felix, as a man and, and why you do what you do. So this next question really is that why question. I know it's thrown around quite a bit, but it gives people a deeper understanding of essentially why you do what you do and, and how you do it. So what gets you excited every day, Felix, to do what you do to the level that you do it at? What's your why or your drivers? I think that really comes from uh, my, my mentors in life and, and those who really have helped me along the way. And I had a, I had a mentor um, in Seattle, Washington when I was in the military there. Uh -huh. And he was 10 years older than me, so he had a lot more business experience than me at the time, and, and he's continually still, he's still my mentor today. Mm. Um, but, you know, he said, well, what are you going to be remembered for? So what, what is your legacy after you're gone? It, it's, not, it's, not really, it's not really what you do in life. It's, it's how you're remembered. And, and mm. I think it, it's really, I do what I do, of course, to, because I, I want a family. I, I want to take care of my future family. I want to provide for, for, for my future family, for my parents. Mm. Uh, but in this industry, I, I want to, I want to help real estate agents, affiliates to succeed in business, to, to really understand what it takes to make the money to take care of their families. Wow. Okay. 
And, and really, I think in, when you're talking about in two parts, obviously, you know, with the mentor and, and wonderful, you know, advice is looking at that legacy, you know, what, what we're leaving behind that lasting memory and, and that impact. It's not just about us. It's about everybody else around us. So uh, that's a huge reflection into not just yourself, but the people that are around you. So, you know, teammates, colleagues, clients that you're affecting in a huge positive light. Uh, but then when you're looking at from the internal standpoint of training and coaching and educating, um, that's a huge thing, Felix. And, and not everybody focuses on that. They're all focused on, hey, how can I get better? And how are things going on? But not everybody is really willing to serve and to share that information. So I know that um, you've done a ton of work when it comes to that and sharing that knowledge basis. And uh, would you mind sharing a little bit about that? I mean, you, you, you run a group and, and uh, you do speak on stage and, and you do educate uh, you know, the community technically. So could you share a little bit about that? I think it probably started my first year real estate. So in my first year, 2004, I closed 16 houses. I didn't know that that was good for the first year. Sure. Uh, this of course was in Virginia hmm. and I, I, I started getting friends who were also brand new agents asked me for help. Hmm. And that's, that's sort of how it started. And it was just phone calls. It was just giving me advice on what I was doing that, eventually led to giving small classes to a group of three to five individuals. Mm -hmm. And then really the, the speaking and really the, the, the hardcore mentorship probably didn't really happen until I moved to California. So I moved to California 10 years ago. Okay. And in 2015, I got recruited to be a, a manager off of LinkedIn for the number one real estate company in Orange County. Wow. Unreal. Okay. And so they, they like my resume, they like my experience and, and how many houses I've sold. So mm -hmm. they, they uh, hired me to be a branch manager mm -hmm. and it, there's a couple of, I think, instances, if I look back that really made me, I think uh, a better trainer, mentor and, and better, more solid producer. Number one was uh, being humbled by moving to California. Mm -hmm. I, uh, in 2008, I, I did 66 sides. I did 58, uh, buy and sell sides and, and eight leases. Hmm. And then in 2009, I think I still sold like 32 houses. I, I was, that year was the year I was transitioning to California. So I, okay. I wasn't as focused on business. And I, I just, I just thought I was going to come to California and just, just blow it away. <laughs> as, as you should think these things, right? Felix, <laughs> I mean, that's the positive mindset, you know, that's how you're supposed to go about it. So, but, but the reality is, is that, you know, making a transition into any market and any change is difficult, no matter whether it's California or Florida or anywhere in between. So, um, what was it like through that process afterwards? So, uh, sub 2009, 2010, I guess. 2009, I was, I was actually training people how to, uh, complete broker price opinions, BPOs okay. and 10 States. And I think 15 or 20 Metro areas to include your metro area. So I was training agents mm -hmm. in Colorado in, in wow. Boulder in Colorado Springs and Denver mm -hmm. on how to do a broker price opinion. And then I just said, you know what, like this is, this is there are long hours and we're not making that much per report. So might as well get my real estate license. So mm -hmm. in 2010, I got licensed in California. Wow. And I sold a whopping three houses. <laughs> Okay. There you go. Little different, right? Price price yeah. points are adjust, but still a little different for sure. A little different. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that definitely humbled me and I had to collect myself. And, mm -hmm. and from that experience, I became um, more focused on prospecting system, more focused on, on how to actually build a business. And that coupled with 
with the uh, the branch manager role at at that real estate company really really has solidified me as a trainer and then that is what projected me to be a a coaching speaker wow huge and and, and again just i love hearing the process and and working forward and and really molding and shaping yourself to the man who you are today so uh, this will bleed us perfectly into the next question which is the advisory portion this is one of the crowd favorite favorites and, and pleasers everybody wants to learn from the titans and how they grow and scale their business so um, when we're talking about uh, the aspects of training and educating and coaching. If you could look back at your career thus far, Felix, and pick or choose one or two things you added to your business that took from one level to the next, or something that you find to be very relevant or applicable to the real estate community to really grow and elevate and accelerate, what's that look like for you? Wow, well, I miss open houses. You know, okay. I, I, I think the my my development and I think my growth in open houses as a prospecting system mm. has, has really been huge and transforming from a, a personal perspective, a personal business I've, I've been able to obtain, but also uh, from a mentorship or coaching perspective as a branch manager, as a coach, as a trainer, because it's something that I can get someone highly productive in very quickly, even if they're brand new. And it's something that, that one system can be a nice six figure income for them in any marketplace. So mm. I, I think from that aspect, so I, I truly miss open houses. Wow. Uh, but what I've known for, like you mentioned, was really my, my social media. And I think it's because I was one of the first trainers in the marketplace to train on social media at, at such a, I think a, a young time in, in 2015. And mm -hmm. it was when no one really had social media sort of figured out. So I, I had a lot of speaking requests from that. Hmm. But uh, tips, I, I would really say right now, I simplify things that, that other people may have. So I, I want to make sure that, that there's um, a really easy system to follow. I don't want it complicated. I don't, I don't want it to be something that's costly. There's a lot of great systems out there. For sure. And I would say everything works. Everything works. It doesn't matter what methodology you have. Hmm. Everything works if you talk to enough people. But that's, that's really the question. It's how many people do you need to talk to for it to be effective? Sure. Yeah. And so, so my point of view really when I'm coaching or when I'm training a new agent that's struggling is, well, how many hours are we investing before, before we pick up a client? Right. And so for, for open houses, you, you can get it down to a science where every two or three open houses, which could be only eight to 10 hours of time, could produce a client. And, and so 10 hours to a client, Hey, that's, that's really good return on my time, not return on, on my investment sure. uh, per se, because I think a lot of people think just ROI on the, the, the cost into something, but I look at not only the cost into something, but also the, the time that's invested into something. Well said. I think that there's so many uh, professionals and producers that are looking for uh, different levels or variations of exposure to their marketplaces, buyers and sellers, but then also lead generation or lead capture conversion. Um, and there's a fixed cost, right? But the, you, you mentioned it perfectly. The, the two fixed costs are your time or your money. And you're, I find them to be extremely important either way when it comes down to it. Time is the number one commodity. As far as I'm concerned, you never get it back. You can always make more money. You can't get time back. So I, I think that that's a really, really important takeaway for everybody out there who's watching or listening is, you know, you have to look at it as Felix is stating is 
break it down and say what you're spending that time on and what the investment is, if it's money or time, and then what is the return in time frame and, and for clientele and, and appreciation. So um, with open houses, Felix, any advice that way? I mean, we're dealing with a tricky time right now for a lot of us, you know, around the world when it comes down to real estate. Um, so in, in a more normal type of scenario, what, what would your advice be for open houses and running those? Uh, because we are going to get back to a new normal here eventually. And, um, you know, practices will adjust that way. So any advice that way? You've got to differentiate yourself. So, so, so I know a lot of people talk about it, but with my coaching clients, with those that were in my office previously, we don't, we don't settle for good. And it, it's always about progress. So just because you're, you're converting one or two clients, every open house or every other open house, that's not good enough. Your competition is getting better. So you have to get better and you have to make one aspect of your open house better every single week. And mm -hmm. it, it, we can apply that, that same philosophy to anything that we do. I agree. Yeah. I, I think that that's a uh, huge advice when it comes down to it and, and looking at it from, from an honest eye, right. And, and, and just saying, Hey, how can I improve? What can I do? And um, I, I think looking to a great individual such as yourself who are, you know, practicing what they preach and, and really showcasing that to the highest levels, um, I think are crucially important. So Felix, um, is there a better way for everybody who's watching or listening to kind of get a hold of you or dive deeper into your content or connect with you? Is there anything along those lines? Yeah, I, I actually have a free uh, coaching group that I run. It's got about 1,100 people in it right now. Love it. And, and I don't let people post listings. There, there's no spam in there. It's just training. So if you want to offer value, you, you can post. You, you have questions, you can post. But it's, it's just a lot of training and advice. And there's, <laughs> there's nothing else really allowed in there. There, there's no side conversations. There's no real thoughts about what's happening in the world. It, it's just literally training and, and answering questions. Wow. I, I love that. Nothing like heavy value and applicable information to actually grow and scale your business. You know, here's a concept, everybody. Come on. This man right here is giving this. So Felix, how do they get a part of the group? Uh, what's going on? I can put links down below. So what, what's the best way for everybody to jump on that? We, we can definitely put a link below it, but if they search for just hashtag uh, Felix, a coach okay. in, in Facebook, the, the group will probably come up. It says, I think it's uh, hashtag Felix, a coach, uh, free coaching group, something like that. Okay. So it, it'll come up and, and they can, they can join themselves, but just to piggyback off of some more value. Yeah. I think, uh, I think I see a lot of people missing the mark when it comes to virtual open houses today. Okay. Yeah. So Please when share. we talk about virtual open houses, there's only there, there's a, a simplified virtual open house that you can do like on platforms like Facebook live. Um, and then there's more of, I would say advanced and better strategies that are more around zoom or using some kind of registration software. When, when you do something quick, like on Facebook live, Hey, it's great. You, you are leading the pack by doing a virtual open house, but what did you get back out of it? Mm. What did you really get? So, so you, you exposed it to maybe 200 views, which is someone scrolling past it for a second. Right. <laughs> that, that doesn't necessarily mean someone really dropped into your virtual open house. But if you have, number one, a registration platform to make sure people are coming in registered, that, that's the first key. Love so it. I'm recommending either the upgraded version of Zoom, which is Zoom webinar. Mm -hmm. So you have to have the webinar portion, just like you do now, yep. streaming here. Zoom webinar is what I recommend to those who are serious about actually collecting people and giving them a great experience through uh, an open house. Just like we are the only speakers on here with Zoom webinar, you can have panelists. 
And so you upgrade someone who's walking into your virtual open house as a panelist. Everyone else is silent. They can comment, Mm -hmm. but they can't talk. Right. And you just give them that personal experience. Hey, Hey Greg, welcome to my virtual open house. And you, you take them through that personal experience. Would you like me to stop off at the kitchen? Mm -hmm. You know? And, and so it's a personalized experience there, but you registered to get into the webinar. Sure. Cause that's, that's a, that's a really quick, quick, easy requirement that they register. Hmm. Or if you want to use the, the free version of zoom and you're okay with, with the zoo like atmosphere where people can <laughs> unmute themselves, right? Sure. Yes. You, you can do it that way also, but what you're going to have to do is you're still going to have to use like a free platform, like Eventbrite mm-hmm. because Eventbrite allows you to have a free event. And then when they register, they get a link to the event email to them. And that does a lot of things. Now, number one, you collect their information. Yes, it's just their, their, their email, but it's something. Sure. And two, for, for safety reasons, you don't get Zoom bombed or anything else by, by force registering people. I, I think that that's brilliant, Felix. And when you're talking about it, elevating what you're currently doing, and especially above your competition or, or your colleagues that are in your markets, I mean, just that, that piece of advice there of virtual, getting the information and using Zoom, um, you know, as far as Zoom webinar, I think it's brilliant getting that registration out there and then having a very intimate opportunity with one individual that you're putting on as a panelist, right? But still having comments going through, but you're capturing that audience. Uh, and, and I think that that's a, a much more strategic way than like you said, I, I, it's, I think going live on Facebook and doing its thing, it's getting exposure, you know, it's, if you're doing it enough, but it's still hard to track and it's hard to really quantify as far as a return on investment. So I love what you're talking about. And that's a reoccurring message throughout this whole thing is looking at what time or money you're investing and what is your return. That's running your real estate business like a business. And, and I think that that's a phenomenal and fundamental way. But so many titans really understand these processes. And there's a lot of producers and professionals out there who are watching and listening and no offense that they're not taking this to that higher level, the thought process that you're speaking of. And I think that it's just great for people to hear it from me, Felix. Truly, truly, all the way through and through. So um, this is great. And, and again, anybody, if you love this information, please link up with Felix. A bunch of contact information will be down below. You can learn from one of the best and brightest minds here. But I do want to shift gears and actually move on to the next question here, Felix. Okay. The tricky part of the series and the interview is the challenge question. So mm-hmm. I lead into it with every Titan this way. It's, we all deal with challenges, right? It's in the past. We're dealing with it now. Or we haven't dealt with the challenge yet, but we will. Whether it's personal or professional. So I'm a firm believer it's not so much what happens, but what we learn and, and how we respond and what we can share and grow from that really matters. And we're not downplaying pain or sorrow, but Felix, if you're comfortable sharing a challenge you dealt with, that you overcame, became stronger because of it, what's that look like for you? I would say it's, it has to be connected with moving to California. Okay. Yeah. You know, there, there was a, there was a time where, you know, I came over, I had, I thought I did everything right. I, I had uh, six months worth of, worth of expenses saved up, mm-hmm. but unfortunately I, I moved to Huntington beach, California, and I, I got at a great place that was $3,600 a month. <sighs> and, and with the other expenses, uh, I, I, I miss, uh, calculated how much I saved up to, to, to make the move. And I, I had to get a full-time job. Yeah. Wow. And, and so really I, I, I know how it is to be a transitional agent mm-hmm. part time back to full time because I had, I lived it for a year mm-hmm. and, and after selling three houses that first year in 2010, I got a job, I got a sales job, inside sales, cold calling. And I had to, I had to do a couple of, of transactions behind the scenes. So I sold, I think 
five houses part-time more houses than I did, but then I had a full-time job um, to transition back over to full-time real estate. So, wow. so definitely, definitely a humble experience when you have to work a sales job from six to three and then basically work your real estate business from three till 10, 11, mm-hmm. and then repeat that process. So, so wow. I, I hustled and grinded for probably about a year or two, get okay. back to full time. Wow. And, and you know, what, what an inspiration when it comes down to that. Cause I know that there's so many people who have tuned in to this particular series and, and they're, they're looking at professionals such as yourself and they're saying, gosh, you know, it, it just looks so, so good and they make it look right and it almost look easy. Right. But people just don't quite understand how much time and effort and work really comes down to it. They just see the end result. And, and Felix, that's a beautiful example of pivoting, not pausing or stopping your business or giving up or quitting. It's saying, look, Hey, there's a calculation that happened. Life happens. Your passion's there. You do what you need to do to make it happen. You put the time and effort into it and look at where you are today. Because at that point, honestly, anybody could have given up, could have said, Hey, you know what? Maybe this isn't right here. Let me take a full-time job. Let me forget about real estate and never come back. And that was never your intent. And I think that anybody out there who's in that transitional period, whether you're moving into a different location or not, I mean, listen to what Felix just said. I mean, if this man can do it in California, the way that he's talking about, there's no excuses. There's no excuses. Um, It doesn't downplay how hard it was or the time and effort and sacrifice. But um, if you really want something, you can make it happen. I mean, that's what I'm taking away, Felix, truly. Yeah, I had to simplify my life and also simplify the way I did business. So I, I only really worked two or three very simple prospecting systems. At the time it was uh, a mailing system, mailers, it was social media and it was sphere. And I, I all, that's all I did to, to generate business, but I was very laser focused and I spent a lot of time on those three areas. And, uh, it, yeah, definitely wasn't easy. It was, it wasn't an easy year and most people, they just see the success. They don't really see the bumps in the road, but yeah, I I wish I would have failed faster and harder. Um, I don't wish it was easier. I was thinking about that when I was rereading your questions this morning. I I don't, I, I think that if it's too easy, we don't actually learn the lesson that's needed. Well said. Well said. And, and that, that's a, a perfect segue into the next question when it comes to this, Felix, is this is actually one of my favorite questions is travel back in time. So it is not designed to necessarily change anything that you went through. Because like we were just discussing, you know, what you went through made you who you are, positive or negative. So, but if you could go back in time and give young Felix a piece of advice or two, any time frame, any age range, what would you say to your younger self? Wow. Don't be so stubborn. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Check. <laughs> That's a good one. You, you don't know everything at, at 23 years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and listen to your mentors. Hmm. I, I remember lessons that I learned from, uh, my, my mentor, Scott. So he, he was actually my sponsor for Amway when I was 18. Wow. And he gave me so many golden nuggets that I, I, I reteach today. But mm. even though I heard it at 22, I probably didn't listen until I was 28 mm-hmm. because the maturity just wasn't there and I wasn't ready for, for, for that information. I, wow. I couldn't process and handle it at 22, even though I heard it. Mm. And I, I, wish, I wish I did. I wish I was able to be mature enough to handle it at 22. Right. But I, but I wasn't. No, but I think that when you look at that question and, and the, the, the humility that comes out of that, Felix, is brilliant. And, and I, I love the fact that 
we can't change what we did, but we can change what we do now, today, and then affecting everything in the future. And that's why I really love that particular question is for everybody who's watching or listening, myself included, that's stuff that we can apply to today. And, and it's never too late, right? I mean, it, what, what happened in the past is in the past, but every single moment, every day that we wake up, you know, and we make a conscious decision to do one thing or another, that's having a ripple effect and a compound effect into our lives, uh, positive or negative. So I, I just, I love that thought process and going through. And, and again, that's extremely applicable for everybody out there. Uh, so this is really, really great stuff, Felix. And I want to dive into actually crowd pleaser number two, and we only have two okay. more questions left. We're almost done. Okay. But uh, this one is a, a fan favorite when it comes down to feeding the mind. So how are you feeding your mind, Felix, with books you're reading or have read, podcasts you enjoy, um, other influencers or coaches, uh, if it ends up being like conferences, uh, you know, mastermind groups, how are you feeding your mind? As far as uh, mentors in my life, I would say my, my friend, John Chaplack, he doesn't like me calling him okay. <laughs> my mentor. He says that he learns from me too, but, but I would say I learn a lot more from him. And, wow. and so, um, we were connected when I, when I was a manager for that company in Orange County, they okay. hired him as a consultant and that's mm -hmm. how we got introduced to each other in, in 2015. Wow. So I would say, uh, John Chaplack is, is definitely um, someone I consider a mentor in my life. Mm. Um, other than that, I, I'm actually still seeking uh, mentorship. I, I like, I like what John says. So, so seek industry mentors and also a couple of people outside the industry who are also successful, but will provide a different perspective. Brilliant. Yeah. So I'm still in the process of seeking some more people there. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that when you're talking about that and that's great advice from John for sure is, is looking inside, but then outside because it, it fires different parts of our brains. It, it gives us different perspective of thought process just inside or outside of our own wheelhouse. And, and I'm a firm believer that you can obviously find great masterminds or mentors uh, or, or just conversations inside of your cities right inside of your states, but you need to look outside of that. Look outside of your state, look outside of the country. Uh, because again, even if it's in or out of the industry, we all have different cultures, we all have different spheres. And I think that if they are, you know, practitioners of what they do and they do it well, there's something to be had in both ways. And, and I love the fact that, um, you know, John had said what he said, because I guarantee that you do teach him information, Felix, and it's a two-way street. A good relationship should always be that way. You know, it should be, I'm learning from you, you're learning from me, and then we're always growing together. And no matter what playing field we're on, there's always somebody above us in knowledge basis and success and finance or however you want to break it down. There's always somebody below us. So, mm -hmm. you know, I always throw that out there, you know, reach up to let someone help you up, but be sure that you're reaching down to help somebody up with you as well. And, and I think that that's a positive man mentality and mindset. So um, I love that you're feeding your mind that way with mentors. Any, any books or podcasts that come to mind or anything along those lines or Anything that kind of sticks out to you over time? I think the the book I have everyone read is is Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. That's okay. The number one book I, I push. I I've been asked to write a, a personal development book, and and people people. I mean, I think that that's just some people have asked me to write one because they they like my content, mm -hmm. but I just feel like Darren Hardy has already done it, and I wouldn't want to make my version of his book because I, I think that it's one of the most complete books. Mm. I honestly have actually, I've, I've read it once through the, the, the paper version and mm -hmm. I have listened to the audio book 
probably at least 600 times. Wow. Unreal. Because Unreal. I, 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 I honestly haven't mastered every principle that he's teaching in the book and mm-hmm. I need a reminder. I think that's brilliant though. When you're taking a look at one particular book or, or a, a lettering of text and saying, you read it once, you read it twice, you keep going and going and going. And you know, whether you're actually physically reading it or listening to it, um, the knowledge is going to stick differently. And as time goes on, I mean, there, there's Titans, myself included, that'll read books, you know, year after year. And every year your mind changes, you catch something different, you hear something different, right? So I think that that's brilliant practice and mindset that way. I'll, I'll push back on you a little bit, Felix, uh, as far as you writing your own version. I would love that. And I know that there's a lot of people that would too. Maybe not now, but maybe later. Um, I, I think that, you know, everybody, there's masters of all different types. And, you know, when you're talking about Darren Hardy, I'm sure at one point there was something in reflection that he had thought or read. And maybe he felt the same way. Like, ah, should I write this own version? Should I write my, and he did right? I mean, it's the same thing. So maybe not now, but maybe later. And if you do, Felix, please let me know because I will buy that book 100%. Um, I think that's fantastic. So, um, but when I come down to feeding you the mind, that sort of thing, I will definitely have links in the comments down below so that, you know, everybody out there is watching or listening can feed your mind and and really go through the same way that Felix is doing and be inspired this way, man. But Felix, uh, it's been chock full of amazing information, takeaways, really compelling information. But I can't stress enough everybody to go to the Facebook page, really connect with Felix, um, you know, follow along with what he's doing and really, really uh, immerse yourself into this man because it's incredible. But Felix, I want to wrap everything up with a final question. And this ends up being a quote or a mantra that sums you up as a man, as a professional. What's that look like for you? Wow. I don't know that I read this question. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) um a quote that would sum me up i would say it's it's the title of one of the books i've read in the past okay and it's it's probably um what got you here won't get you there wow i love it yeah we've got to consistently grow and if we if we choose not to i've i've seen it personally where your competition not only catch up with you, but they will leave you in the dust. Mm. So even if you feel like you're, you're at 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, you're uncomfortable. As soon as you relax and as soon as you stop evolving, someone's going to pass you up. Wow. I, I think that's brilliant, Felix. And again, it, it, it talks about the commitment and the attention to detail that you have as a man and as a professional. And I, I really do think that sums you up beautifully uh, just right there on the fly. And, and I think that we're all looking at it from that standpoint. It's so true. And even if we're not concerned about our competition, you break it down. As individuals, we're either growing or we're shrinking. There's no such thing as maintaining. So if you have that mindset of what you just said, I think we'll all be in better places. And we're not just talking about financial standpoints, even though that, you know, we're all very driven on goal setting and, and, and really making impacts in community. It's personal and professional growth or the opposite. So I love that from through and through Felix. And again, it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure to have you, my friend, you are an official real estate Titan. So I have to dub that. That is the absolute truth. So uh, thanks again, Felix It's an honor to have you on. Yeah, Greg. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I, it was, a, it was, 
a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> hey, that's a good thing. You heard it. You heard it. The, the checks in the mail, Felix. <laughs> thank you. But uh, no, everybody, thank you so much out there for your time and attention. As always, your love and support. Uh, if you like here what we're doing with Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like, subscribe. You know what to do there. I do have to give our uh, sponsor a quick shout out, Linebolt Media. If you're looking to grow and scale your business digitally, leverage, um, and really expand what you're doing on the online presence, go to linebaltmedia.com. Now, with Real Estate Titans, we are live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. Catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Felix. Thanks, Ray.